Hello, and welcome to the Craft Brewed Music Podcast, the official podcast of Craft Brewed Music, the music discovery app that streams better music for serious listeners. Here we explore and get to know the creators of that music. I'm Brian Horner, founder and curator of Craft Brewed Music, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Aaron Stamen, a Craft Brewed Music artist. We have bassist, pianist, and multi-multi-instrumentalist Adam Ben Ezra with us on the show. This morning, he's been a craft brewed music artist since the beginning, and uh, uh, we had a really uh, fun conversation with him. He is uh, near Tel Aviv, Israel, and uh, so we did the interview at 4 o'clock p.m. his time. I'm on the East Coast. It was 9 a.m., and Aaron is on the West Coast, and it was 6 a.m., and as we've talked about, um, Aaron and I went to high school together, and Although he's improved somewhat, he is uh, historically and notoriously a horrible morning person. He even wrote a whole essay about morning man and the dangers of the demonic morning man. But you did okay today, Aaron. Go to hell. (laughs) There he is. You've just done your best (laughs) behavior for the interview. Is that what you're telling me? Right. It's all over now. That was... (laughs) That was our first international uh, craft brood music podcast interview. I guess that's right. Yeah, very exciting. Another yet another landmark, and uh, it was a <laughs> it was a great conversation. Really enjoyable to talk to uh, to Adam about his uh, relationship with the uh, the big bass uh, and his uh, uh, his uh, approach to uh, production uh, doing live recording doing uh more traditional track recording and then his latest uh his latest album which is solo piano music uh really really a great guest uh terrific person to talk to and an interesting revelation about the language that he sings in on his albums which we'll save we'll let you discover that in the episode yeah you're gonna enjoy this one this was great good level yes that's great but the level is good yeah i was having i was having reverb envy for a second yeah yeah yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. We, we, we weren't gonna get there no 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 <laughs> no yeah okay all right great um adam my my longtime friend and co-host aaron is on with us hi, aaron. hi adam he's also a, a singer songwriter and guitarist and a craft brood music artist you know? very nice to meet you adam yeah pleasure as well are you uh, are you joining us from uh, from Tel Aviv? Uh, next to Tel Aviv, I, I'm uh, I'm living in a, a very in the countryside, 
a very small uh, uh, um, village, like 40 kilometers of Tel Aviv, from Tel Aviv. Is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in Tel Aviv, but uh, as uh, my uh, first uh, boy uh, was born, we changed the direction. Do you have a studio there? Yep. The, yeah, the... I'm speaking for my, my home uh, studio. Exactly. That's great. So, so, the, so the, move, the move out to the country was not a, 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 a COVID-related move to, uh, no. to no, no, escape the city? A few years ago, and, and actually it was a bless with this COVID because we hardly felt anything here. And, right. Uh, it's so free and, and nice. And, and, and with, with, my, with my child, he didn't go to kindergarten, so we have our garden to play all day there. So it was a bless. Wow. That's great. And you got to spend a lot more time at home than usual, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I'm like 40%, 50% of the time uh, abroad on tour. So now I had like a whole year uh, with my family, which was great. It was the longest period uh, of me and my wife together. Um, so so uh, it was uh, really, really fresh and nice. Yeah, there there were some some upsides for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll jump in here. We're going to start with a little overview. Um, your debut album, "Can't Stop Running," introduced all of the styles that are Adam Ben Ezra with a trio in a more jazz fusion context. Then you shifted gears a bit, recording the live solo concert for the Pin Drop album. And ironically, since you were alone, this album seemed to even more fully express your music. Then last year, there was Hide and Seek, a full studio production where you played most of the instruments, followed just recently this year by your solo piano album, Intermission. For someone who's kind of just maybe listening to this and and discovering your music for the first time or discovering your music on our app for the first time, how would you introduce or describe yourself and talk about, you know, the journey through all of that, how you've become what you are musically? It's definitely a, a long journey. Uh, I've been playing music for 30 years uh, right now, or even more. Um, and I started with all kinds of, of instruments until I reached to, 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 my, to the double bass. Uh, um, and that's why maybe I, I try to, to push the limit of, of the instrument and to implement all kinds of other techniques from other instruments that I play uh, into this one. And, and also I like to blend lots of different genres uh, in my music. Uh, so it keeps uh, evolving um, and, and always try to, to find a, a, a new sound. Do you uh, identify first and foremost as a bass player? Yeah, my 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 main instrument is is the is the bass is the double bass. Uh, I was a, a bass player in in all kinds of groups and bands for many years. Uh, I love I love this this part uh, of mine of of be a, being a supporter, and that's a very major part of of me. Uh, I'm not uh, using this part uh, in the in the last uh, few years as a solo artist, um, but definitely the bass is like the, the first love. Uh, but I, as I said, I've, I've been playing the piano f- 
since I was seven and guitar and other instruments came along the way. Uh, and I think one of the reasons was uh, that I wanted my solo show to be more varied and interesting uh, with uh, uh, lots of other flavors. Also my videos and, and, and my albums, of course. So early, earlier in your bass playing career, were you playing in more traditional uh, jazz ensembles, jazz combos? Exactly. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm switched from, from uh, electric bass to double bass was because I started to listen to jazz and I wanted to have the, the real sound of jazz. So I played in lots, a lot, lots kinds of uh, quartets and trios and uh, some even few big bands. Uh, in Israel, uh, I had a great time playing this uh, this style jazz. Uh, I played actually, I played in lots of uh, uh, weddings and uh, uh, and stuff and events like that. And mm-hmm. and they they never wanted us to to play with the drummer because it was too loud. So that's mm. how I I could practice my uh, percussion technique. Uh, hmm. a, a lot through walking with with a band, which is a oh, so a, that was that was born out of born out of uh, necessity or born out of. I, I, um, I like to do but, it. I I I, I was I was uh, uh, playing with with this percussive percussing uh, 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 sound uh, before, and 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 that was a way to practice it uh, on real time, and it was a great great uh, opportunity. Those who are familiar with your uh, with your music or your uh, your YouTube presence know that uh, you you have this uh, very special uh, relationship with the uh, with the bass and are able to extract uh, uh, a multitude of very unique voices from it. It's interesting that uh, all these other um, instruments, you know, uh, kind of came before it. your your experience with the guitar and the piano, the clarinet, uh, the oud. And although you're able to, you have a proficiency on these instruments such that you can you can add them all into your uh, studio albums and even add them in live. But uh, one of the things I love about your bass playing is that you borrow elements of all these instruments and kind of infuse them into the double bass. Uh, one of my favorite um, um, devices you use on the bass is where you kind of, you create that oud 
uh, melodic sensibility and the tremolo picking on the upright bass. Yeah, I, I love Middle Eastern music and Arabic music. And, and, and when I got my first oud, I, I, it was a love in first sight. Um, and, and, and actually playing on, on the oud, the Arabic uh, uh, music, Uh, uh, when I transformed it uh, to the bass, I learned a lot about articulations and how to uh, make uh, melodies um, in different ways and, all kind, and adding all kinds of ornaments. That's what you do a lot in, in uh, Middle Eastern music. Uh, so really playing the oud uh, really benefits my, my uh, double bass playing. Not even when I try to uh, imitate the oud, but in general, uh, really benefit my melodic uh, kind of playing. Yeah, it is a, it's a very unique voice in music. And for the, those listeners who don't know, the oud is a 11-course uh, fretless lute um, that's uh, used in, in Middle Eastern music. Um, Brian and I had the uh, the great pleasure to uh, play with uh, master Udist uh, John Baberian okay. uh, who uh, who lives uh, in the Boston area in an Armenian rock show and uh, it is uh, it is such a, a great a great voice in music and it's it's really cool that you took this very unmistakable idiomatic uh, melodic sensibility and were able to translate that into such a um, um onto the onto the bass and have it be such an effective uh voice in your music particularly on um uh the missing piece right. on the the hide and seek version of that one there's a little uh oud on bass uh, interlude there that i think is fantastic thank you very much yeah it gives a, another angle to this uh piece because this is not a, a middle eastern kind of piece it's a ballad dark ballad uh, based on piano Uh, playing and 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 uh, the thing that I like to 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 bring in my music is uh, all kinds of construct contracts uh, so uh, adding this uh, middle eastern flavor uh, solo in the in the middle uh, I really like this idea Thank you. 
Production is taking the vision for a piece of music and figuring out how to realize that vision in the studio. With all of the elements that go into your studio albums, obviously that's um, an important role in your music. But when you listen to Pin Drop, you know where you're playing live and alone uh, yeah. for a studio audience, or watching your performances on YouTube, there's a lot that goes into producing uh, those situations as well. Do you think of it that way in terms of of producing, you know, what you do solo. Um, I, I mean, that's a that's a uh, way to to look at it. Um, yes, I mean, when I when I perform a, a piece, uh, because I'm using all kinds of looping and and uh, uh, there's an arrangement. Uh, and 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 then you you go into the the production uh, uh, I mean point of view of of bringing uh, up things um, so so yes I guess uh, when I do all of my YouTube uh, uh, performances uh, there's a production. Uh, uh, process uh, through it so yes i guess was yeah. uh, w- was hide and seek uh, a kind of a, a deliberate shift uh after work because pin drop it's this uh you're you're getting the uh, uh the essence of the uh, the adam ben ezra live experience where you have virtuosity on the bass you have looping you have uh percussive elements on the bass you have beatboxing vocals clarinet all these things you add in but it's all one solo artist creating a singular musical experience and then you switch over to hide and seek and you're having a more traditional tracking out different parts uh kind of uh production was that a a deliberate shift for uh, for you in one project to another uh, uh... I mean, I, every album I, uh, in every album I want to, to, to search for something different. Uh, uh, Can't Stop Running was a, a live trio album. Um, and 
Pin Drop was a, a live performance. So uh, in that point, I, I really wanted to, to have a, 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 a tight production uh, studio album. And that's why I also took uh, an external uh, uh, producer, uh, Isaac the Bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. He's coming from hip hop and, and R&B areas. Uh, and he, and he plays all the drumming and percussion uh, in the album so we really completed the, each other um, and it was a great great process to to suddenly you have the the freedom to to arrange your music uh, uh, as you want because when when i play uh, when it's a live trio or a live performance you are limited to what you, your looper can do and on what your hands can do. And, uh, uh, and now I, I wanted to have a, a free access to all of my desires. Uh, and you, you didn't seem like you were that limited when you, when you, had, <laughs> when you, when you had those restrictions. I think you still no, did no, okay. What I have in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Hide and Seek, this, this came, out in, um, uh, came out last year. Uh, so I, I presume you, you have not had the opportunity to, to tour no, with, no. The, with, yeah, the, with it, that music it, yet. Just before uh, the COVID-19 started. So had your plan been to, to develop an ensemble to play the music as it's conceived in the record? Or were you planning more to do uh, solo, solo versions of those, of those tunes? Right, right now I'm doing uh, solo versions. Uh, I, uh, I, I, even even before the the this album was released, I played some of the tunes uh, in my shows, uh, in my solo show. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm going to to do it uh, uh, when I start uh, touring again. Uh, actually, in a few days, I'm performing here in Israel in the jazz festival. So it's very very exciting. Uh, wow, that's great! Yeah, amazing, amazing. So, so in, I mean, Israel uh, uh, has has done a uh, uh, a remarkably good job with their vaccination program, and they have some kind of vaccine green card or some some kind of pass, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, is that is that mean that that things like jazz festivals are are now a uh, a feature <laughs> a feature that uh, you can expect more of, uh, at least in your country? Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. You you have now live performances uh, all over in every genres uh, i'm not sure the 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 very big audience uh, uh and the very big shows are are still on uh but uh, but clubs of uh up to 500 people i think are working uh, every day now which is great we're going to take a quick intermission for a word from our sponsor which is us Craftbrewed Music is a curated streaming service that streams better music for serious listeners. Sometimes we hear that people want to hear more of the songs we play on the podcast. There are a couple of ways to hear more Craftbrewed Music. You can download the app from the App Store or Google Play and get a free trial. Or you can become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, linked in the description of each episode, and get exclusive bonus episodes containing extra music and a sampling of our other artists. We'll help you discover music off the beaten path so that you become the person your friends turn to for recommendations, and we split our income with the artists. Craft Brood Music, better music for serious listeners. To hear samples and find out more about us, visit craftbroodmusic.com. 
So Adam, you mentioned genre earlier and, and liking to involve a lot of genres in your music. The Craft Brew Music Streaming Service is curated and, and designed to help people discover music and artists that uh, blur genre boundaries to varying extents. Your music completely obliterates genre boundaries and is totally, you know, craft in my mind fits our exactly what is our, our aesthetic for craft brewed music. How do you think about genre and is it something you're conscious of as you create or is it something that you completely ignore? I'm, I, I don't want to be limited to a genre. Uh, that's for sure. I'm not, if I started to play, uh, to to compose in 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 one genre, I'm 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 free to move uh, uh, to another uh, genre if if it's re- if it requires. Uh, I'm not going to force it just to make it uh, more varied. Um, mm-hmm. I I I was I I I played lots of genre uh, genres as a as a bass player uh, when you are a session player and you so so you just. You could just play whatever you get. Um, right. That's what I had it, the opportunity to really play. I think uh, other than uh, hard metal, uh, I, I played everything. So, so. Uh, That's the next album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> growling. I'm working on my growling now. <laughs> um, and so as a player, you were formed by all those experiences. Was there, were there earlier listening experiences, the, the music that you heard in your house growing up, or, or what made that all kind of part of your musical DNA? Uh, curiosity, yes. I, 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 when I was younger, I listened to a lot of uh, genres uh, of music, and I, and I was curious to play, play it. And uh, every opportunity that got into my way uh, to play a different, different genre that I used to play, I jumped on it. Uh, and 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 now I, I I feel that I I have such a wide vocabulary of sounds and genres, uh, and and it really benefits my my uh, uh, composing uh, process. Uh, I'm I yeah I I have more co- vocabulary to to ex- to express myself, and and to mix uh, between genres to to make a new a new sound. And I think that what music is going—that's what the modern music now is going to. Everybody's mixing lots of of different genres uh, uh, and trying not to stay so traditional, I guess. And this is this is great for 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 musical creativity. This is great for composition. This is great for the modern composer. One of the challenges, uh, I think, for both the composer and the listener alike is that the way the, the, way that people discover music, uh, which is something Brian and I think about a lot, um, uh, relies on picking, uh, picking a lane, picking a genre for your music when it goes on you know, Spotify or it's on Pandora and you're trying to figure out how, or their algorithm is trying to figure out how to shove you into a list of things uh, on, a, uh, on a shuffle. And it it's it's not um, it, it's not a benefit to to label your music as as jazz or uh, or alternative or uh, or you know dance music or any one of these th- elements that comes into music or God forbid 
uh, you know, world music, because, you know, for an American sensibility, anything that uh, is, you know, has like a Middle Eastern melodic uh, flavor to it. And uh, God forbid is sung in another language like, oh, that's like, like ethnic music. Right. And uh, these labels, unfortunately, uh, kind of stick your, stick your, uh, your incredibly diverse and, and broad creation into one, one lane. And then unfortunately it might be harder to discover as a result. Uh, do, do you have a, a strategy for trying to, to overcome that, uh, that, that kind of genre lane that uh, the industry forces? That's a very, very good question. Uh, I, 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 I'm having uh, difficulties to, to even to define my own genre. So, so it's, 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 a, it's a hard one. Um, I, I'm, I, yes, I'm touching with the, with the, with the, I mean, I'm, I'm with the world music. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using a lot of the ethnic sound because that's, that's where I'm coming from. And, uh, and I'm very proud of it. And, uh, and I love this sound. sound. Um, I think that in my, you can hear it a lot in, in hide and seek that the gen- general sound of things uh, uh, is uh, I'm trying to 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 make it up to date. Uh, so so we, we, with a, an electronic aspect. So even if even there's a as a, a Middle Eastern melody or or the the weird uh, uh, language that I'm using when I'm singing, it comes with a very uh, poppy uh, beat uh, and and electronic uh, uh, sounds. Uh, so I think I, I'm trying to to make it more accessible for for people that are not aware or or listening to this kind of music uh, in general. Well, and that's exactly what I heard in it. You know, when I approached your manager guy about signing your music for for Craft Brew Music, is it's complex and it's substantial and it. Uh, brings in all of these things, but in an accessible package that I believe anybody could enjoy. So, you know, that's kind of what we're all about in trying to almost, in essence, create a genre, craft brewed music, you know, give a name to these things that defy all of the established names and hopefully can put them in front of people who are open to discovering those things. So, um, so that speaks to your success in accomplishing that, you know, certainly it's exactly what jumped out at us. Glad to hear that. Brian and I were uh, were kind of laughing about the you know the 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 Western concept of of world music, uh, which you know to to listen to you know uh, you know Mamaja or Tumbada uh, from the Hide and Seek album. I'm sure if you're in Tel Aviv and you hear that on the radio, you just you'd think of it as music. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't yeah, think that, of it as uh, world that, music. That's pop in Israel, actually. Right. <laughs> Does it have access to those mainstream channels then? In, in Israel, Israel? Uh, no, I'm, uh, no, I'm not. First of all, I'm not. I'm not singing in Hebrew, so uh, that's that's okay. a, a difficult. You had us fooled. Ah, you thought it's a Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my Hebrew is not good enough to to discern. Exactly. No, actually, it's 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 a language. It's the language of music. 
uh, if you know about uh, uh, Svara, the, the Indian kind of singing, where they play, mm-hmm. where they have their scales instead of do re mi fa sol la si do, they have sari gama pa da ni sa ni da pa ma ga ri sa. And, and the way they sing, they just sing the, the, the name of the note they're, they're in the melody. So, okay. um, so that's what I do. I took this system of naming the, the notes of the melody. Uh, I added um, the, the Middle Eastern Arabic uh, f- uh, sound. So it's not, it doesn't sound like uh, an Indian music. It sounds like a Middle Eastern language. And, and, that's, and, and that's how I sing. I just sing the, the notes of the music and it sounds like a language. And, and the way that you, the, the, I mean, you thought it's, it's Hebrew, so it's, it's a great thing for me because uh, uh, you really thought it's a language with, with meaning, but it, it's not. Right. Thank you for giving us credit for our ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I had asked Guy for translations and, and I didn't notice. He sent me a bunch of information that I'd asked for and, and I just realized just now as you were talking that there were no translations and that's probably, <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> translation is, uh, of Mama Ja is Fafa Mi or question um you know you've you've uh you've played so many different uh, instruments and uh, uh you know gains such an expertise that you're able to to, to use uh, most of them uh, on your recordings was was uh, voice and singing always a part of your musical expression or did that is that something that, that came later after being a an instrumentalist uh, actually i was a uh, in my mind uh, i was a singer before i was a bass player when i was i mean s- from the age of 12 i think uh until the age of 20 i i i was to 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 write songs in hebrew uh, one of them uh, i i i even uh, edited in in is featured in can uh, soprano it's called enohima and this is hebrew mm. um but until then i i i i thought i'm going to be a singer songwriter and then i started to to play more uh, uh, and felt in love with with the instrumental uh, music 
so so I, I and and later on I, I got back I mean the, this this voice vocal uh, uh, yeah it returned to my path okay so it was kind of like the the, the completing of a loop and not uh, not a new discovery for right. uh right yeah and so your new album intermission um solo piano music that's very peaceful and searching and contemplative um includes a few songs uh that have appeared on previous albums and then right. some new works i assume what was the um you know, tell us a bit about the inspiration for that album and and what it meant for you to have that to to make that and have it come out during this year that we've all been through so it was a, an idea of mine that i had for many years uh, I, 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 some some of the of the pieces that are featured in in this album are pieces that I composed uh, uh, before, um, and they and they weren't included even in my previous albums. So it was like a vision of mine that I thought maybe when I have time uh, I'm going to dig in uh, into my piano and 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 release and release them. And and now with this Corona year. Uh, that that was the perfect opportunity for me to do it because I just finished a complete uh, studio project of 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 bass and and try right. try to take out of it whatever I can and I, I and I, I I couldn't have another project like that um, so in the first half a year of of the 2020 basically all I all I did is to play the piano. Uh, and it was a great uh, journey for me, um, and composing, uh, and composing, and practicing, and uh, it was a great, great uh, experience. And I, I'm, I'm very, very proud of uh, of the outcome. Uh, uh, so, so this uh, the intermission project is uh, is uh, is available everywhere, and also I, I, I released the. The piano book, that the full transcription of this album, so uh, it's it's something that can be played. Oh uh, wow, that's great! Yes, How, were were many of these tunes uh, composed on the piano, or are are the, are they largely reimaginings of? Uh... No, they were composed uh, for the piano. For, yeah, exactly, just for the piano. Usually, yeah. I mean, I, I, I comp- some of my music in general I play I composed on piano, and they can be transformed to other instruments. Uh, sometimes I, I, I even compose on, on on guitar, and then I, I switch it to the bass. But this uh, project was sta- started and, and ended as a piano project. One of my uh, one of my favorites off uh, the Intermission album is the the version of. Uh, uh, Mad about the girl, which uh, originally um, uh, appeared on uh, "Can't Stop Running" uh, with the trio, uh, and when it's played as a piano solo, I can't help but think uh, Bill Evans with uh, some of those piano voicings.
Was, was he an influence of yours? Yeah, I heard, I listened to him a lot. Uh, I, I loved uh, Vols for Debbie and, and all kinds of, uh, I love his, uh, I, he, there's a, a, a one album, uh, I think jazz in Montreux, uh, live in Montreux that he played with, with uh, Eddie Gomez that I listened to it a lot. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's one of the best pianists ever. Uh, and yeah. Yes. Well, uh, and when I listen to your to your music, I also think about Eddie Gomez, somebody who was doing things with the upright bass that nobody was quite pulling off before that. Yeah, he's a great, a great, great influence, Eddie Gomez. I really dig his sound and 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 bass playing and solos and really, really amazing. As far as you know, does anyone else has anyone else applied the uh, some of these? Well, I'm going to call them borrowed techniques. Like I mentioned the oud already, and you kind of have that, that tremolo picking uh, that you do on a single string. But there's uh, at, at times you you also uh, emulate the uh, the flamenco guitar with these these ruscaiados yeah. on the bass. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone try that before. But what, what, did you have any source material on your instrument for doing that? Um, I was look. I mean, I think Stanley Clark sometimes is doing something that is uh, similar to that um and and in general i, I yes I, I looked for all kinds of inspiration uh, on youtube uh, to check what other bass players uh, are doing uh, especially when i was working uh, on my percussive uh, technique uh, mm -hmm. so so I, I all I, I I found on YouTube was uh, the rockabilly slap style uh, oh sure right. yeah so right so I, 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 I didn't like the sound because it was too metal for me and too uh, harsh uh, and that's yeah. where the that's where the bass player is hitting hitting the string to to get a note as well as the percussive sound of the metal string hitting the 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 uh Right. Fingerboard, right? Yeah, yeah, they pinch in the 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 the, the, the string, so it hit the the fingerboard, and then you get this hit uh, sound. Uh, but it was yeah. too metal for me. So, uh, but but I, I learned a lot from their technique, and that I just needed to transform it from the fingerboard to the bass body. But it's the same yeah. technique, uh, the same point of view, let's say. Mm -hmm. So that was a good uh, yeah. influence. Thank you.
thank you for your time. Yeah, truly. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and, and listening to your, your music has been an absolute uh, joy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Craft Brewed Music, both the podcast and the streaming service, has the mission of promoting this music and these artists. We can't do that without ears on the music. So if you like what you've heard here, we're going to ask two small favors. First, tell someone about the podcast. Secondly, go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Craft Brewed Music app, and try a free two-week trial of the streaming service. For more information, visit us at craftbrewedmusic.com. Thanks again, and see you next time.